Hello everyone. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's episode eight, y'all. We're almost at the eight. tail end of season one. Dude, yeah, we've decided episode no, season one will have ten episodes. Uh-huh. So after this one, we only have two left. Yeah, that's crazy. And we so, just started this with y'all. Yeah. Um It's very exciting. So Today's episode is going to be a fun one, but before we get into it, you guys maybe know the drill by now. It's a new tradition. Yes. Peach and pit. Peach and pit, baby. Peach and pit. You went first yesterday. Yeah, so you got to go first. I, I, every time we do this, I don't think about it ahead of time. That's fair. Pit. New pit. I would say pit. Um, I had some uncomfortable conversations yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna go too deep into it, but yesterday was Easter, so I had a family day. Abs was there for half of it. Um, really good, like yeah. a solid family day. But just like, I don't know. A lot of my family is very religious, very Christian. You guys know the drill. I'm by, so there was some like weird conversations around. Like, sexuality and bisexuality in specific, which is yeah. just, like, a little close to home. But my cousin came to bat for me. She shut that shit down quick. Way to be a badass girl. Um, yeah. You so it was her. just, like, I don't know. It's one of those things, like, I already sometimes don't look forward to family events because of things right. like that. And so I'm kind of just, like, let's avoid talking about sexuality, politics altogether. Um, cause I differ in opinion from a lot of my family, but Same. somehow I got brought up and I don't Cause know. they always love to bring it up. They do. Like, you know, we're going to disagree, dummy. Right. So why are we bringing it up? And then their, their hot takes. Their hot takes. Are never good. <laughs> their hot takes. I'm like, are you dumb or are you stupid? You are have you two dumb options. You? Pick one. Pick a struggle. Honestly, pick a struggle. Pick one. So anyway. I think my pit is very similar, like a conversation I have with my mom. It's just like, you know, <sighs> she agrees. Like when you have differencing of opinions and they kind of, they always state it at the beginning of what they're about to say. Like, I know you don't believe in Christ or I know you don't believe in this, but, or I know you don't, you didn't do this or I know you don't like this, but, and I'm like, then why are we talking about it? Right. Then why are we bringing it up? Or I know you don't like to talk about this, but. Then don't bring it up. Mm-hmm. Stop bringing it up. She said exactly. <laughs> Period. Stop bringing it up. If you, that's the thing too is like if if you're coming to me because you want to have like a genuine good conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just was like that. Um, <laughs> and you and you're willing to like budge or compromise. Like if you have a stance and that's what you believe, I'm not going to you and being like, hey. I believe all black lives matter when I know they don't believe in that. And I'm not willing to budge on that because that's not something I'm convincing you of. And it's also not something I'm budging on. So we're going to get nowhere. If it's something that you're genuinely like curious on and you want to understand and know like, okay, we can chat, we can have a discussion, but like don't acknowledge that you have an opinion that's different from mine. And then all of a sudden done. (laughs) Like stop bringing shit up shit up like that at family events yeah y'all know where we stand i know exactly where you stand i'm not bringing shit up to piss you off like you just said so why the fuck are you doing it to me don't piss me off don't piss me off (laughs) stupid 
All right, what would your peach be? <sighs> What's my peach? Um, probably that I almost had to work today and I didn't. There you go. Which is incredible. Okay, so I was going to choose that I call off work today, but I'll do something different because we basically have the same pit too. Oh. Um, I think my peach would be, um, you're going to go into it, but how the guy handled your storage unit and how you basically ended up getting a free lock. Pure entertainment. Pure entertainment. Okay, so... We're going to do a storage unit update because I brought it up last episode. Um, Quick story Which time. for us was literally yesterday. But yes. today we finally were like, okay, let's go to this fucking storage unit. I call my locksmith, Dave. Open it, Dave. If you ever need a locksmith, I got a guy for you. Also, we love Dave. He's fabulous. We love Dave. He's the Incredible. cutest old man ever. He's on time, was astute, was fast, everything. <laughs> so... We told you about this motherfucker that we saw on Friday. That <laughs> was slow, us. who he was, was, so slow, was on drugs. Loki high. Wouldn't let me buy a lock. Told me I was had the wrong lock, whatever. So we pull up today, Dave gets my lock off. We go into we go into <laughs> the U-Haul office. And I'm like, hey, we walk in and we immediately see him. The back of his head. We look at each other like, fuck, this guy's still here. And he kind of looked at us like, I got to actually help a customer. No, he literally looked at us like, you really back? And I'm like, bitch, my stuff is in here. Why would I not come back? I have to come back. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I just need this lock. I put the lock on the counter. I pull my wallet out. I'm ready to pay. <laughs> and this motherfucker sits down in front of the computer and you can just tell he don't know a damn thing how to ring somebody up. He mumbled under his breath. You're really about to make me make you check me out. Make yes. you do your job. That is your job. Check me out. I, I want to buy like... a twelve dollar lock. So then he walks to the side. <laughs> walks to like the back office or back just like back of the counter, or whatever. Comes around the front of the counter <laughs> and hands me an old lock with a key inside. And he said take it <laughs> but he handed it off like it was a drug exchange he said get out of here and, he like, said, and you were like and Sarah's like what and he's like it's the same lock take it get out <laughs> basically he didn't know how to ring her up on the computer and so he just gave her a lock he had no idea which, if that's what you were going to do, you should have done that three days ago, bro. Exactly. And I was like, this makes sense why he literally just, like, yep. he told me, no, they're going to want you to have this circle lock. Which Dave confirmed for us. Mm -hmm. I was like, can you put any, just, like, any padlock on here? He's like, no, for security reasons, they typically, like, have yeah. to have those circle kind, which is what was on there before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, bet. So the guy did know what he was talking about. He just did not communicate it effectively. Yeah. And he wouldn't let me buy a new lock because he didn't know how to ring me up. Right. So the easiest thing for him to do was just grab an old lock and hand it off to me. And when I tell you, Abby and I were stifling laughter the whole way out of that place. Like, we're just walking and trying to I couldn't not even look at him without laughing. Smile. Before he even did that. Because <laughs> he was acting so fucking sketchy before that. So sketchy. He was just like looking at us like, he, he kept looking at us like, are you all seriously back? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. 
and and rather than like okay she's gonna help you or like because he probably couldn't admit that he didn't know what he was doing right he just walked around and handed me a free fucking log <laughs> like it was a drug pass off it, it was the funniest shit i've ever experienced the fu- i'm not kidding you i've not laughed that hard all for a so 12 dollar lock a $12 lock. That's fine. I don't want to pay $12 for it. I anyways. was willing and ready to pay. After I had just paid Dave. Open it, Dave. I mean, this is a three-day fucking process. I will just let me pay for the $12 lock. So fucking funny. So anyway, Excellent. I finally got my storage unit. I got everything I need. Yes. <laughs> All is well, but... It that was really funny. headache of a process ended in a fucking fun. I there's no way I could have written that. I would not have even anticipated that's how no. it would have gone down. No. I couldn't know. It was pure entertainment. Pure. Definitely, definitely one of the top five funniest things that's ever happened to me. So fucking funny. So. But for today, we're gonna get into. Kind of like some controversial topics, but like funny controversial topics, hot takes, mm-hmm. shit Unpopular like that. opinions. Yes. Things like that. Um, Abs has a list that I don't know about. I have a list. So we're just going to go back and forth. Yeah. Um, and basically like, you're either with us or you ain't with us. Yes. If you know us, you know we always say that. So wherever we sit on these hot takes, you either with us or you ain't with us. Right. Period. Simple. Would that. you like to start? I'll start, because I did a lot of talking last episode, so you get to respond, hopefully. I think I have a little bit more than you anyway, so, like, you'll get to respond more. Yeah. Which will be okay. cool. All right. Easy. This is the tweet, but here we go. Okay. Covering yourself with a top sheet is roughly as pleasant and as practical as covering yourself in firing. <laughs> Basically, top sheets versus fitted sheets. Top sheets are fucking useless. Fucking useless. That, first of all, it is completely a generational thing. It, it is, is died out. It's like, it's like a, the need for a landline phone. Like, yeah. it's the same thing with a top sheet. Yeah. It, I, the, only, the last time I used a top sheet was like when I slept at my grandma's. I never used them. I always sleep on top of them. She would tuck us in like that. And so I was just like, okay. And then eventually I was like, my mama don't make me use one of these. <laughs> well, any time I would be like tucked in the bed with a top sheet, because I need my feet to be able to get out, I would pull it up out. I would yes. untuck it. Oh my god! In hotels, when you have to fucking yes unwrap your bed, basically yep like a fucking present. Well, and someone told me they were like, well, all your body oils and stuff. Which I try to take a body shower before I hop in bed every night, anyways. Not that that doesn't secrete body oils, but like you know, if you're dirty, mm-hmm. but. I feel like all your body oils and like dirt and like stuff like that gets on your covers. And I said, I mean, I'm washing all of my bedding every other week, bare minimum. And they're like, well, I'll, I'll, I can just like wash my duvet cover less. And I'm like, I can't because like I wrap my covers up like by my face. So it's all getting dirty. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. I just don't think we need them. We don't need them. Next. Period. We don't need them. So... If you like uh, top sheets, you ain't with us. Exactly. If you still use a top sheet, you ain't with us. us. Sorry to say it. We love you, but... We love you, bye. Okay, here's my personal hot take. Carrot cake is nasty. 
I'll say it. I've said it. I've owned it. I tweeted it. They were dragging me in the Twitter in the tweets the other day. And I am not with her on that. <laughs> Abs is not with me. Carrot cake is literally my all time favorite cake. That's crazy. That's the stupidest thing you've ever. <laughs> we are divided. Team Abby or Team Sierra. If Sierra. I pull up to your fucking wedding and all there is, is carrot cake, I you're I'm taking my present. I would I never. Put, I would never only do carrot cake. I'm just saying. I promise. If I look at your wedding cake and there's a little carrot frosting on top, I'm going to kill myself. Okay, what I probably will do is what my cousins did. I mean, ideally, obviously, there's another person that has to consult. But <laughs> Fuck they did, like, just a bunt cake for their wedding cake that they cut. And then every um, seat had a baby bunt cake. Mm. So I'll probably do something like, like that. And they were all different flavors. All kinds. Yeah. But I ain't with you on that. So you're either team carrot cake I or just, you're not. It's like cinnamony, right? There's cinnamon, there's nutmeg. And there's actual carrots in it. There's actual carrots. Sometimes there's like walnuts. Sometimes there's pineapple. Uh, oh, no. Pineapple? Yeah. Abs. This is it's criminal. It's shredded carrot, though. This is criminal. Uh-uh, girl. It's delicious. I ain't with you. <laughs> I ain't with you. I ain't All right, with you. here's a fun one. Okay. Night showers versus morning showers. I'm night showers all the way. I'm morning shower. Really? I think though the difference is depending on your hair routine. Oh, hundred percent probably. Because a lot of girls, a lot of women, people with long hair, whatever, certain hair types, it needs time to like dry and yeah. so dry it overnight. My hair dries in literally. I'm not kidding you. Like twenty minutes. Yeah. And I have to get it wet to, to style, style it. it. Yeah. So it's all about... I feel like ideally, I like when I shower at night. Like, I showered at night the other night, and yeah. I liked going to bed feeling clean. Yeah. I love um, that feeling. So sometimes, yeah, I'll take, like, a night shower just to, like, body. But, I oh, like, if I'm going to shower to get ready for the day, it's got to be in the morning. I think, <clears throat> like, on the weekends, if I'm, like, washing my hair to, like, get ready for, like, a Friday or a Saturday... I probably will just wash my hair during the day. Um, So I do agree with that. But, like, my go, like, I always do a night shower at night so I can, like, wash my body, put on lotion, and, like, hop in bed clean. It feels so good. Mm -hmm. So I have to go night showers. Another one we're split on. But I love a night bath. Oh, if I had a bathtub, it would be a night bath. If I had a bathtub, y'all would never hear the end of it. I love baths. You'll never hear the end of it. Just, like, turn on a quick little movie or a podcast or something. You want to watch a show. Yep. Light some candles. Do a bath bomb. It's unmatched. It is. Okay. This one's pretty hot. Okay? Okay. The Office is an overrated show. Oh, I fucking hate that show. I think people use it as a personality trait. And it is so weird to me. I have watched it, and I've watched, like, individual episodes with friends, um, like, where they just turn it on. I'm like, this isn't bad, but I'm like, I'm not entertained. No. Like, I don't want to watch The Office. I will. Here's what I'll give them. If you like The Office, it is because you have a very specific type of humor. Yeah. And if you find that funny, you find it funny. To me, I just do not think it's funny. I don't think that, like, college boy humor, like, dry, stupid prank dumb 
joke humor is Parks funny. and Rec is the same way. Parks and Rec? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and, like, what's her name? I don't know. I think her name's Molly something. No, it's not. I don't know. Mike and Molly? No. She's on The Office, and I think in Parks and Rec. Um, oh, um, Mindy Kaling? Yeah. So, my Tampa roommate, love The Office, love Parks and Rec, love her show. Loved her show. Yeah. Tried to get me to watch all them, and she was, like, cackling, and I was like, all oh, this is fucking stupid. Like, I was like, I genuinely feel like my IQ is going down, and it, I don't have the highest IQ, so I need all the points I can get, okay? I was like, this is so dumb to me. Right. I don't like these shows. They are dumb. And I'm like, that's just not my humor. I think, like, I've, I've definitely watched and laughed. Like, there are parts that I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that this is funny. Right. But it being, Same. like, the superior show, people tout it. And, like, on dating apps, people will put it in their bio. And I'm like, how are you so obsessed with the show that it's become part of your personality? I love when people put the office is overrated in their dating app bio. Yes. I'm like, we can bond over this. Right. 100%. I'm like, you with us. You either with us or you ain't with us. And those people are with us. They're with us. Period. I like that hot take. <laughs> Here's a hot take. Okay. And I love this. And I feel this to my fucking core. Yeah. Disney adults are fucking weird. Weird. The creepiest motherfuckers. Weird. Oh my God. This is the hottest take I have. I will tout this until the day I yep. fucking die. And I don't know if I'm using tout correctly. So if I'm not, mind your fucking business. Anyway. Disney adults are weird. They are fucking weird. Grow up. Why are you so obsessed with Mickey and Minnie Mouse? Why are you the going to Disney five times a year? Without money kids. On the ears. What? You, why are you buying so many ears? Yeah. Where are the same ears every time you go? Why are you going so many times? It's weird. You don't even have children and you're going to Disney five times a year? You get so many vacation days a year and you're spending your vacation every days. Every single one at Disney? At Orla- in Orlando, Florida. At the Disney parks? Landlocked in a hot-ass, stupid state. Now, don't get me wrong. I am a Disney Pixar yeah. fanatic, okay? I actually really am passionate about Disney yes. Pixar. But I'm not going to the parks. I'm not buying merch. I'm not buying fucking anything. No, it's the bitches I got, like, they always buy Minnie Mouse ears. They got Minnie Mouse, like, keychains and shit. Yeah. They're going to Disney five times a day. They're like, that is their vacations. People I'm who like, get engaged yeah, at Disney? Yeah, people that get engaged at Disney. Mm. <sighs> the only Disney regular visits I will accept is a regular visit to drink around the world at Epcot. You can, you can do that. Yeah. You can do that on a regular basis. Or Harry Potter World. Or Harry Potter World. Is that what it's called? Harry yeah. Potter. Yeah. I mean, it's not Universal, but it's called like Harry Potter World or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Which I've never been to and I would love to go to. Oh, it's phenomenal. We should definitely go. We should go. Because we could do a day there and then day drinking around the world. But okay. like... Except... Yeah. Disney adults... Ew. I'm disgusted by you. <laughs> ew. Mm-mm. Sorry, if you're a Disney adult, you ain't with us. Yeah. We you still love with you, us but like... You ain't with us. You are either with us or you're a Disney adult, so bye. <laughs> okay. This one's getting a little contro. Okay. But maybe not. I think that there should be a male birth control instead of a female birth control. One million percent. Because 
a fe- think about it, a female or anyone with a uterus can only get pregnant pregnant once. Once a year. A male can theoretically impregnate like an infinite a number of people. Not infinite, but like he could go fuck A, B, C, D, E, F, G all in one night and get them all pregnant. And there are six pregnancies in one night. And each of them can only be pregnant one time. Even if they go fuck seven other people, they're only going to have yeah. one pregnant pregnancy from that. So why are we not regulating men's fucking abilities? I have no idea. And we could go f- so far into this topic because it's also like, you know, if I, as a single young woman, wanted to go get my tubes tied, they'd be like, are you sure you're not going to change your mind? Right. Is there a boyfriend or a husband that we can, like, ask if they're okay with this? And, like, first of all, who said that anyone else owns my body and owns the decision to, literally, you know, make decisions on my body? And a guy can walk in at any age and go get a vasectomy, and it's fine. It's fine. They would like, have a fucking eye. I hate it here. Like, it's disgusting and repulsive. And it's honestly another hot take the more research I've done on it, it's simply because if you stop having kids, it ruins the economy. I did have a hot take on here that I took off. I don't know why, but it was like, we should just stop having kids and let the human race die out. And I was like, I kind of, I mean, my minimal research was just like reading that. But at first, like, shock, I was like, I don't know, like kind of. Kind of could be fun. That could be fun. I'm not going to be a part of it dying out. <laughs> right. We're dying anyway. Right. And neither of us really want kids. So it's not right. Like, a like my life will be fine if I don't have kids. Fine. My life preferred. Honestly, <laughs> I'm just not fulfilled. Kids are not fulfilling. <laughs> That's a hot take. That's a hot take. <laughs> Pregnancy and childbirth. And raising a child is not fulfilling. That's not for the week. It's not. It ain't. Okay, on a lighter subject, because I'm sure I think one of us is going to touch more on that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, on a lighter note. Yeah. Strawberries. Love they em. get more credit than they deserve. I completely agree. All right, I need to hear your take on this. Okay, so I think that a good strawberry, delicious. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the most inconsistent fruit. Okay, that makes sense. Like, it's really hard. It's like you have to survey every single pack of strawberries to be like, which ones are the juiciest? And even then, I feel like sometimes you're like, oh, this one's really red. And then you go to cut it open. And it's like pure white on the inside. Yeah, you're right. And it's like... And then they're like sour, like they're slightly sour if they're not like ripe enough. And it's just, I don't know, like even when they're sour, they're good. But to me, I'm like, you have to get like a perfect strawberry. For yeah, me. that's like, fair. That and honestly, like with them genetically modifying everything, you think they would genetically modify it better. Yeah. Like where's the perfect strawberries every time? So, you know, what? I get that. And I was undecided on that hot take. But now I think I do agree. I do love a strawberry, but I, I'm like, yeah, I guess they definitely do get more credit than they deserve. I've been eating a lot um, more fruit lately because mm-hmm. I found this yogurt that I really like. I used to hate yogurt, but I put, I've been putting raspberries and granola in it. Fucking incredible. Same. It's, it's one of my favorite snacks. 
It's called Cab Cab Meister Carmaster Yogurt. If okay. you shop at Kroger, it's dairy free, which is incredible. Um, I get the vanilla kind. They have other flavors. Anyway, I was putting raspberries in it, and I was like, let me try to get some strawberries. So I got some strawberries. I don't really know if they're in season right now, but mm-hmm. they're probably not. I don't know. But I cut up some strawberries in there, and they were just like didn't hit. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna go back to my raspberries because yeah. they're fulfilling. Which that could be another thing, like. You know, we're eating strawberries out of season currently. Yeah, maybe. So, maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but I think I'm on your side now. I think they do get more credit than they deserve, for sure. (laughs) Here's another simple one. I'll do another simple one in case your next one's real hot. Hot versus cold. Like, being hot versus being cold. I would rather be cold than be hot. Okay, I have a little bit of a nuanced answer. Because I, it depends. I'm a summer baby. I love summer. And I actually do enjoy being hot. I feel like, like in the summer. Yeah, like the sun on my skin feels good. Yeah. I don't like profusely sweating and like I could go without like this thigh sweat when you sit down. But like just in general, like the feeling of like clamminess or like heat when I'm just like outside I don't mind because I'm tanner the sun is out I'm able to be outside and it like it's not like oh I desperately need to go inside but in the winter the cold it's like as soon as you leave the house you're like I wish I didn't I wish I didn't (laughs) take me back so mine is like because I get so hot when I sleep Mm -hmm. and I there's I can I sleep naked there's only so many layers I can shed right and then I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? It's negative 50 outside. Am I really going to open my window? Like, See, that's where I'm like, I agree with you. Yes. Because it's being inside. A different situational. Yeah, I, I think if we're talking about outside, I'd rather be hot. Yeah. If we're talking about inside, I'd rather be cold. Yeah. Because like, cold, I like to keep my house cold. We can put on socks. We can yes. put on layers. We can put on blankets, whatever. But when you're hot, and especially trying to sleep when you're hot, it's Ugh. impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. So, like, I love keeping my house cold because I can bundle up. Mm -hmm. I cannot take any layers off once I am naked. Right. But I think I agree with you. Like, I do love summer. So, like, I love, as long as I have ways to cool off. Like, so I'm not in, like, clothing. Like, I don't have to be, like, dressed up in something that's uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like, makes me sweat more. I have access to, like, a pool or, like, refreshing drinks, whether that's, like, just cold water or, like, I'm out on a patio. There's a little bit of a breeze. I'm like drinking with friends. As long as I have ways to cool down, right. I love being outside in the summer in the warmth and the sun and all of that. Mm. If I'm just like, if there's no way for me to cool down and I'm sitting in the sun for hours, I will become a bitch. I'm a bitch when I get too hot. I'm a bitch when I'm too cold. Yeah. Good one. Good one. I don't have any... Um simple ones left so if you have like a few more just quick ones you got oh yeah i do yeah okay here's one multiple mm-hmm. alarms in the morning to wake up or one alarm i think i've done both and i always go back to one alarm because i just snooze that's fair i so like sometimes like right now i have like the bedtime set so it is one alarm and then i'll just set a timer like oh i want to sleep for 30 more minutes mm-hmm I feel like that's considered multiple alarms. But sometimes I'll be like, especially if I don't know when I want to wake up, like if it's not for work, I'll just be like, let's see if I'm ready at 8. 
Let's see how we're ready at 9. Yeah. Okay, but I have to probably be up by 10, so let's do like a 9.30 and then a 10. Right. So I feel like I'm both, but I probably would have to lean towards multiple alarms. Yeah, that's fair. Uh-huh. I think I just... Even... <laughs> sometimes I'll snooze one time and it'll be good enough, and sometimes I'll snooze five times yeah. and then I'm like okay it's still it depends not on like what I have to do that day right <laughs> but I think it helps my anxiety knowing that like I only have that night I don't know why they said it to nine minutes but nine minutes guaranteed that I will sleep extra because then it's like say I set an alarm which also part of my anxiety I've never slept through alarm not even once <laughs> But when I have to be up or something and I have an alarm set, I, like, can't sleep. Because it's like, shit, did I, I turn that awake. alarm on? Huh? It's like, shit, did I turn that alarm on? Yeah. I'll check it three times before I go to bed and then I'll, like, be up. Like, sometimes I have to get up to babysit at 4.30. Yeah. And I'll wake up at, like, 3.45 anxious. Like, yeah. did I sleep through my alarm? Because I can't be late for that right. thing. Even though I've never been late and I've never slept through my alarm. So fuck anxiety what i get that, that i about? get like alarm anxiety too it's so annoying because like, even if i'm setting a timer like okay i just want to i just want to be up in like 30 more minutes because like the snooze is nine minutes is very weird to me so i'm like instead of snoozing like three four times i'd rather just set an alarm for 30 minutes yeah so like, okay i'll do that or a timer for 30 minutes and then i'm like i'll wake up like 10 minutes into it like oh my god did like it go off and i missed it or did i never press start right and then, like, falling asleep for another 20 minutes kind of thing. So I get that. I get the alarm anxiety. Yeah. Um, I have a couple other quick ones before we get hot, hot. Uh-huh. And then we can get into the hot ones that we yep. both have remaining. Um, sleeping naked is best. Obviously, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I disagree well yeah I do disagree I was say don't you though <laughs> um I've tried it and I think I think maybe if I got used to it I would yeah. be okay with it but it's like I'll do it once in a while I'm like I'll try it tonight and then I, it feels weird and then the next day I'm like I hate that I hate that but I think if I did it enough I'd probably get used to it and I'd be like okay yeah this is this is nice yeah I think at least for me, like, when I do wear PJs, they have to be thin. They're always shorts and tank top, shorts and a t-shirt, underwear and a t-shirt, like, very minimal clothing. Mm. I do not understand how people sleep in, like, sweatpants, sweatshirt, socks, hood up, blankets. I just this weekend have slept in a sweatshirt and sweatpants. The only time I did that was when our heat was broken and our house was, like, 40 degrees. But I normally don't. In my own house, I don't. I've been crashing on beds all weekend so yeah i'm not in control of my own climate which is totally fine i love my friends i'm happy to be here but i have slept in a sweatshirt and sweatpants because it was slightly cold in the frost mm-hmm. um last night i think i slept in sweats but they're like really loose sweats so yeah. it's like not restricting or anything i have like napped in jeans before which i i know is a really manic oh opinion. my gosh we used to make fun of riley in college for that i w- i won't purposely like it's not like like if I have jeans right. on and I'm gonna take a nap like I'll change right but sometimes I have fallen asleep like on the couch right. or something in jeans and I'm like that's not that uncomfortable but I also really love jeans which is my maybe a hot take as well 
I prefer Maybe. jeans over leggings. I mean, if you have a comfortable jean. I only wear comfortable Like, jeans. sometimes leggings are too tight to be comfortable. I, and say that. I'm with you. And say that. Because I only like high-waisted leggings, and sometimes they're honestly just too tight. For Like, I would come home and change out of a legging to get in something looser. Yes. And sometimes my jeans are just looser. I only wear, because I don't wear skinny jeans. I wear, like, mom jeans. I, I have... My favorite pair of jeans are from the men's section of Goodwill. They're mm-hmm. a pair of Levi's. They're loose-fitting. They fit me, honestly, amazing. I'm like, am I a man? Um, am I a man? <laughs> but I wear, I've been wearing leggings to work because it's just easier mm-hmm. to wear, like, our warehouse gets a little cold. <clears throat> and so I'll wear, like, leggings and a hoodie, whatever. And I get home, and I'm like, I don't want to wear these. And, like, my boss is like, you can wear sweats, you can wear leggings. Like, I wear leggings every day, and I'll, like, I'll come in with jeans. And she's like, is that, like, more comfortable for you? And I'm like, yes, it actually is. Like, I really enjoy wearing jeans. Yeah. I definitely am, like, sometimes my leggings are more uncomfortable than jeans. Yeah. Like, I tend to buy, I do wear skinny jeans and, like, very high-waisted jeans, but I tend to buy them in the fabric that is, like, the very high, stretchy fabric. Mm-hmm. That's, like, thin as fuck. So, like, no matter how I move or lay, like, I could nap in those jeans. They yeah. honestly feel like what leggings should feel like. And honestly, if you're uncomfortable in jeans, you're probably not buying a size that fits you. And or, maybe like, that's you're buying uncomfortable denim. Yeah. Yeah. I just think buy a cut that fits you, yeah. buy a material that fits you and is stretchy, or if you don't want stretch... Mm-hmm then size up slightly yeah. like they don't have to be baggy skinny jeans right but like they don't need to fit like skin no <laughs> that's what a legging is for yes i don't know maybe that's a hot take but that's what we're doing here today so yeah <sighs> so hot takes it is man all right i have one more like fun one before we get a little spicy okay um cheetah girls is better than high school musical i saw this one. plot cast diversity everything and I think I agree. Point blank, period. I agree. I'm like, I love the Cheetah Girls. I completely agree. I think, um, I I love both of them. I yes, love both of the I franchises. Agree. I, however, think that some of the high school musical hot takes, I have a few. I think the second movie is the best. I think I agree. I haven't seen them in a while, but I would agree. And a lot of people think it's the worst, and I'm like, were, you, were we watching the same franchise? First movie sucks. Who cares? And why was there a third? Hot take. <laughs> Whoa, that was hot. Why? I'm kidding, but I'm just like... <laughs> why was there a third? Why was there a third? Um, anyway, back to Cheetah Girls. Incredible. Yeah. A women empowerment, a girl group. Yeah. Diverse, diversity at that time at that for time. Disney was... Truly ahead of its time, and like not just like the main, the four main characters, but like their family dynamics were very diverse, very diverse. Like Dorinda coming from a foster care Mm -hmm. impoverished background, as a white woman too. As a normally they depict a woman of color in that Mm -hmm. scenario. I was like, good for doing that, for showing Mm -hmm. that it's not just people of color in foster care homes. And the travel around the world showed different cultures, different music. Yeah, A, a Hispanic woman. Yes. Speaking Spanish? Mm-hmm. Come on. 
I literally have goosebumps, and I'm like, it's about the two girls. But I'm like, it just was, like, ahead of the times. No, it was. And, like, that is why, like, uh, Disney Opinion, That's What Raven was my favorite show, Far and Away. Oh, I love That's Raven, Raven, Far and Away was my favorite person on Disney at the time. And I just, like, saw so much of myself in her, and, like, that kind of representation. Representation matters. Is stand out, because I can't name another show where I'm like, oh, they had a strong, leading black woman who... Mm-hmm was driven, had goals, had talent, and a girl group, I could talk. I could talk for hours. Honestly. Because back then, like, the music we were listening to was, like, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, and then it was single female artists, like, that were, not that you necessarily listened to, but that were popular. So, like, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Jordan Sparks, all single female artists, and then boy bands. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't think of when we were younger, that was like a girl band that was popular at the time besides Sheeta Girls. Yeah, not for her, like our age. Right. Like it, they weren't popular then. Right. Like they existed and maybe we listened to their songs, but they weren't coming up and becoming popular and then now popular when we were kids in mm-hmm. the 2000s and 90s. Yeah. So, but those are my like, um, I guess I have one more. I could do one more if I want, but, like, it starts to get a little cray-cray, so if you want to get some hotter ones. Okay, um, I'll do, I have two Bachelor ones, so we can do those back-to-back. Let's do those back-to-back. Okay, so the first one, which we've talked about, so I think we both agree, the format has become stale and unpredictable, or predictable. Yes, no one ends up together anymore. Which I don't think their main people. goal of the show anymore is for them to actually find love. I think that they have troped it as that and knowing that it's never going to end in that. However, even for the format to still be set up the way it is, thinking that it's going to get even close to finding love is fucking stupid. It's dumb. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. It's so dumb. And that's why everyone who's like, outside of like the love of the franchise is like the bachelor is stupid like what that format is. is dumb why, why would that ever work and it's like no we agree with you it's just right. make it's like it's decent drama it's rarely becoming good anymore because right. it's just the same fucking show song and dance like we when just they happen pu- to be watching it it's like the same it's like our mom's still watching days of our lives right. they got sucked in 20 right. years ago and they're still watching it and like when they announced clayton Ew. this might be a hot take but like I literally was like, I just don't care to watch this. I've already seen this season. It's just a white man with a bunch We've of white women. We've already seen this dumbass season. Who are all fucking just sporty little girls. white boy football players. Yeah. Who claim they fucking want love. Also, can we talk about Jesse as the host? We don't want you either. Another wash up white boy football player. I cannot believe they fucking did that. And Tasia and Caitlin were the best hosts that Bachelor Nation right. has ever had. And for them to not even be fucking asked. To continue. When they had all of this, I mean, it's it's just the pinnacle of so, like, the Imagine this. Imagine Caitlyn and Tasia stay hosts of Bachelorette. And imagine they find two ex-bachelors or two guys that were on the Bachelorette. Like, imagine, like, Andrew and Greg being the hosts of Bachelor. Yeah. Like, that's fucking fun. Like, people like that. Do it like that. They Give had... us people of color. Give us people who went through it that aren't fucking white men. Right. And stop giving us leads that are white. 
We've seen it. When it, it's just fucking ridiculous too. It's it's the pinnacle of performative whiteness when yep. they made this whole big fucking stink about the first black bachelor and a new diversity campaign and they're gonna do all this they're gonna bring michelle in they're gonna bring tasha and all they're gonna bring matt in all these token fucking black people and then as soon as the hype was down yep they're like okay cool we can go back to our the exact our white fucking straight bread the exact cookie cutter of what we want white host and it's like First Colton of all, and Clayton who are the even same is person. this guy? He's fucking irrelevant. Stop bringing people from 16 seasons back. We don't care. Claire no. should have never been brought back. You no. see how her season went. Annoying. Nobody like... Like, Jesse, why are you the host? Why was he asked? Like, <clears throat> goodbye. Chris Harrison was a white man who was the host of the show for literally the whole life of the show. Do you really think we just want another Chris Harrison part two? Mm-hmm. This is a grown-up Clayton and Colton as the host. Goodbye. So my second hot take is kind of in the same realm, but has some more to do with the cast. Mm -hmm. So this person on Reddit, I believe, said, The Bachelor should not cast, quote unquote, regular looking people because the fan base has gotten used to seeing conventionally attractive people and any plus size queer and POC individuals will be bullied because of the way they look like yeah typically like smaller people who are maybe like mid-size or whatever get bullied however i disagree with this hot take i agree that it would probably set those people up to receive a lot more hate than usual however maybe from the fellow castmates that's it yeah, and, like, people online, I think, would be, well, like... Well, yeah, like, but, like, I don't care if a skinny bitch calls me fat. Whatever. Right. You're hateful and spiteful on the internet, no matter <clears> who it is. But I think that that is how a system of fat phobia is perpetuated. If we're just, like, if we never put fat people in mainstream, then we don't have to see it, and then they'll never right. get made fun of. And it's, like, no. Can we normalize fat people being on our screen without that being the object of their right. personality? Like, think about... I'm, like, think about this. Let's say I go on... The Bachelor. I'm like, I am the average size of a female in the United States. And I really think that shit would go viral so fast. Like, I would be liked so much by a lot of people in Bachelor Nation and outside of it because if, like, someone my size is now on the show, I'll watch it. Mm -hmm. And she's the typical size. Or really, it doesn't have to be me, but, like, someone my size. Like, a 14 they're putting zeros and twos on there. Yeah. And I think, too, not that I'm saying that fat people should go on there just to get bullied. I think the fat people that would go on there are fat and are confident. confident. I think that they would be okay and they're comfortable in their size. And yeah. nothing pisses a skinny person off more than a fat person being okay being fat. Yeah. It's really fucking something to be studied, actually. <laughs> it is, it's... because they really get so pissed off. They're like, how do you love yourself? And I'm like, well, how do you love yourself? Literally, they're like, hate you yourself. D- clearly you don't. better fucking hate yourself, you stupid fucking ugly, stupid fat <laughs> bitch. And it's like, um, go to therapy, babe. I'm like, I do love myself. Clearly, you don't love like, yourself. Okay. Clearly, your body and your relationship with your body is very transactional. Ex- like (laughs) like okay girl okay okay (laughs) 
Moving on. Talk to girl, and they talk get to your mom so about pissed. It. I, don't care. I think it'd be funny because they also get so pissed. Like girls will get so pissed when a guy likes her thicker friend better than he likes his skinnier friend. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen, and the way they fucking the rage ensues in their bodies is pure entertainment for me. It's so funny. I'm like, do you really need male attention that bad? Interesting. Another thing to think about. So anyway, I just think that by not showing these people on screen, we're not doing anyone justice because these people are going to continue to exist. It's the exact same thing as like the don't gay say. We're not going to get into the whole thing, but like just because you don't talk about it does not mean these people are not going to exist. Fat people are still existing even if you don't put them on your fucking dating shows. And actually, it's making you exclude them and your audience is going to continue to dwindle because those people year after fucking year what we're in our like 30th season of the bachelor yeah i think the biggest size they've had is like maybe an eight maybe 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 honestly i couldn't find one and that's fucking ridiculous when the average size is just an eight it's because she has a fat ass and climbing yeah don't piss me off don't piss me off yeah I'm with you, girl. Kind of on the dating subject before we hop to, like, Greek life or something that we both have. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick little hot take. Dating guys in your 20s is an unpaid internship. <laughs> Period. <laughs> dating straight cis men is an unpaid internship. It is With no recommendation letter. It's charity no work. Course, no course credit. It's a therapy session. It's... Like, I, you, I no am a therapist. Yeah. With no glory. Mm-mm. No gratification. Mm-mm. <clears throat> Why do you think I started going on dates with men's, men's, man, men, men, men in their 30s? Yeah. Because you have to. Because I have to. First of all, the maturity level of a man is like four years younger than what we currently are. Which, which is means crazy. if I'm 25... And I date a guy, and he's 30, 31. He's basically 25, 26, mm-hmm. maybe 27 in his head. I mean, my yeah, dad I mean, we just met a fucking 38-year-old that's picking up women at the bar. Literally. We're not doing that, Alan. <laughs> we are not doing that, Alan. <laughs> We're not doing that, Alan. Period. We're not doing it. Yeah. I mean, I... Y'all heard about the last man I ever dated, and yep. the last man I ever will date, because it's just it's it's homework. It's not paid internship. It's which hot thing. take? All inter- internships should be paid. Say that. Say a lot of the people in the back. I don't. I can't get into that. <laughs> I cannot get into that. Can't get into it. All right, you want me to go? Yeah, you want to do your Greek life? How many Greek life ones you got? Um, just one, actually. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. So this one says, hot take, I don't give a rat's ass about philanthropy at all, and I'm sick of pretending like I do. Oh, bitch. And here's where this might get a little contro. Right. Okay. I don't agree. I think we should care about philanthropy. Mm-hmm. But I think that the way that grief, Greek life organizations are designed. Yes. We do not care about philanthropy. We tout that we do. Again, using right. tout. Um, 
and we do these stupid little events and we raise money and we like have our silly little but whatever. nobody in the sororities or fraternities want to fucking contribute to the no events. we show up hungover to the events yep. we sell our mandatory tickets we tell our friends who don't care about these events to come they eat their little silly little meal that contributes four dollars to our philanthropy yep. and then we call ourselves philanthropists yeah it's asinine i agree <laughs> if we actually wanted to do it we would one create a mass amount of awareness and not just raise money and then two actually like raise money and have people who are affected by our organizations at these events yes. sharing their stories sharing how the organization themselves have have impacted them or having educational events yes not just events that raise a thousand dollars here and there mm-hmm. towards autism awareness breast cancer awareness those are all amazing philanthropies yeah and i like to support all of those but i 100 percent agree the way greek the way social greek life goes about it it's trash right it's trash. Because we used to have to beg people, like, y'all, this is our event. Mm-hmm. We need sisters there. And they'd be like, I have this. I have that. Oh, and everything what? was done on, like, such a national scale because, like, I don't know. If you're not familiar with Greek life, like, usually every organization has an associated yeah. philanthropy. Also, when I say they, I was a part of it, so I am including myself. Yeah, we, I yeah. used to also bitch. Um, which is why I want to include this because I yes. was like, Obviously, we are philanthropists, but not really. Right. <laughs> we are in our own ways. But in Greek life, I wouldn't have considered myself one because I think that... Because I was never excited about we it. We didn't do... Exactly. We just showed up and did what we had to do, not yeah. because we loved the the philanthropy or, like, I don't know. I didn't have any personal connection to breast cancer. A lot of the women in our chapter had, like, a mother, a grandmother. And I, like, bo- both my grandmothers had it, but, yeah. like... Potatoes with potatoes was never... I wanted a potato. I wasn't excited about raising money for breast right. cancer. The only... I think the only event I was excited about was always the pink game. Yeah. I did love the pink game. I loved handing out, like, pink ribbons. I loved, like, hearing women say, like... Or even... I mean, anyone. But, like, mostly women would be like, this is so cool that you guys are doing this. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. I always loved doing the pink game. I can't imagine doing it at, like, OSU or something. I think we had we had two events that were really impactful. We had the bra drive, which Riley, yes. Riley started. Yeah, incredible. Yes. We like collected everyone's old bras and gave them to like a women's shelter. I right? think so. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, which was incredible. I think that's direct impact. That's I think that's amazing. Giving something that we personally have. It's not like we went out and bought bras. Yeah. It was like any of your old things that you don't use anymore. Just rehome them. Give them to someone who literally cannot afford to buy nice things buy their yeah. own bras buy their own undergarments not underwear just bras, oh, bras yeah. um and then we actually had we had an event where someone from bright pink which is an organization that is associated with breast cancer breast cancer yeah they would talk about breast and ovarian health and like ways to check your breast and like mm-hmm. look for lumps look for like you know redness and... soreness all that kind of thing and they would come every single you year you sign up for those refresher. regular texts that remind you to do yeah, your breast like checks once a month they're like hey just check in with your breasts like that's an incredible event that's yes. direct education that's direct awareness and we would get you know we were required as a chapter to be there you could take the quiz if to see if you have like an elevated risk yeah which is just like a it doesn't it's not testing you for the breast cancer gene but it's saying like Hey, like I had two grandmas with breast cancer. Do I have 
an elevated risk. Should mm-hmm. I go to see if I have the gene kind yeah. of thing? Another very educational thing. Right. But, like, the concept of just being like, oh, we're going to cook a meal. Let's say tater tots because that's what yeah. they're fucking doing now. And, like, all of these people from all of Greek life, which typically, too, philanthropy events were kept within the Greek community because it was, like, a lot of Greek people were friends with other Greek people. And so it'd be like, hey, me and my friends are going to go support this other chapter. Yeah, it was rare that other people came. Like, I would, I remember, like, some of my fo- my football guy friends would come. But I'd be like, hey, like, we're having this event. You should come. Like, there would be, like, baked potatoes or whatever. Yeah. And they... At ONU, they were really good at supporting it. I don't know what it's like at other colleges, but ONU was small. Yeah. So if they're like, I can go get grilled cheese for five bucks with soup, they would be like, yeah, sure. Right. But, like, that's only ONU. But I that was, like. like, not, yeah, not widespread awareness. And then it was just, like, the impact of the event was so small because we're just getting your money and know where, like, we would have, like, a PowerPoint running. Literally. And it would be like, oh, here's your blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, no one's paying attention. No one we're cares. We're just exchanging money between Greek life at that point. Yeah. Pretty much is all it was. Exactly. So, I don't know. I just liked that take because it was, like, yeah, very honest. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. in Greek life do not give a rat's ass. And they, you know, communicate during Rush, especially, like, Oh, I love this philanthropy yes. because there's a whole night around philanthropy, and it's like, oh, this means a lot to me. This, you know, I see myself and here I always because was like, of this, this philanthropy. This is fucking garbage. Yeah, and I'm then like, by the time you're in it, it's like, oh, our event is Saturday morning or Sunday morning or something, and you're like, fuck, I'm gonna be hungover. I don't want to go. Yeah, to that. I don't want to go. Yeah, but it's required, and now that you're it requiring was like, me, it was I'm never like, priority. <sighs> yeah, everything else was priority. I would always show up, but it wasn't priority for me to be like present and excited. Mm-hmm. I just was present. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. And this is like no hate. Like obviously we use breast cancer as an example. And again, like we think those are great organizations where again, we're just prefacing like Greek life should go about it differently. Yeah. And we're obviously we can only use our experience, which was Zeta at ONU with breast cancer. Right. So I'm not about to show how other people do it. Because <laughs> I wasn't in their organization. So mm-hmm. here's a really funny one. Kind of goes back to dating. This was a tweet I found. White girls just want a wedding so they can hear their totally uncommunicative boyfriends say that what they like about them for the first and last time during their vows. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very hot take. Um, I think it's hysterical. I don't know if this is... Obviously, I don't know. I'm not married. So I don't know. It's like... I don't know if this is... Strictly just for white women, but I do find that hysterical that they said that. Two, I definitely know there's probably marriages like this. Like, terrible marriages where these guys just came up with some vows, and that was the last time they, the first and last time they truly communicated, quote-unquote, their feelings. Yeah. So I'm like, it's not completely a lie. (laughs) I just think there's a lot of people that I've seen in, like, their dating engaged married life and I look at their like photos and again like you're seeing a very small percentage of someone's relationship right I'm not I'm not claiming that I know anything about the relationship but like I just feel like a picture says a thousand words and like why does your husband look so miserable in these photos <laughs> right like, do you guys even like each other or did you just like settle I don't I, I there's yeah. so many like straight couples especially from my hometown that I'm like oh did you guys just like 
think you found someone and you didn't want to give up and you're just like, okay, this is fine. Like, that's such another hot take because I'm like, so many couples in my hometown, I'm like, she was begging you to get married. Maybe you got her pregnant. I don't know. Or he just was like, like how people joke, like, she just happened to be the girl that he was with when he was actually ready to get married. And I'm like, that's literally every fucking small white dominant hometown. Yeah. That's how I look at the majority of the couples in my hometown. I'm like, y'all were just bored and you didn't want to leave your hometown y'all and you were, were comfortable bored. and you were complacent and that's fine. Yeah. But that's how that's that's because you also are comfortable and complacent and okay with staying in your hometown. So you're fine being that way in your relationship. The multiple hot takes. And sometimes I think again, extremely big opinion of me, but yeah. I feel like it's the same with the wedding, kind of going back to your original hot take, is just like a cover for expressing how good you think your relationship is yeah. versus what it actually is. Like, like if you're like, we have this big grand wedding, all these people here it's to like support us. It's like a fucking us. production. It's li- it literally is. It's like a stage show of being like, our relationship's so good. Look at all these people supporting us. We have our best man, our, you know, what's it called? Maid of Honor? Yeah. <laughs> Talking about how great our relationship is, how funny we are, how good we are together, blah, blah, blah. Where you get all these cute pictures where we look so in love, and then it's behind closed doors, you're, like, bored the hell out of your mm-hmm. mind. Like, the sex is not great anymore. Like, you just wanted to be married. It's like they love the idea of marriage, kids, whatever. Yeah. That's it. They're just, bi- yeah, they're just, they've been taught their whole lives that you do this, then mm-hmm. you do this, you go to, then you do this, and you get married, and you blow out, and you You don't love kids. that person, you love the idea of it. Yeah. You love the idea of, oh, he makes good money, he'll give me a good life. You love the idea of, I can have kids. You love the idea of, I'll be married. Mm-hmm. That's it. And we are in no way saying that any of you that are in relationships that are listening, anyone that we know that have been married right. are like this. We're generalizing. I'm extremely generalizing. Yes. It just... Do not feel targeted. I, mean, I, I think to me, because I'm like, we're both, you know, you're 25, I'm about to be 25, like, getting married at 22, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, yeah, like, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm better than any of you, and I'm not married, I'm not in a relationship, so like, again, hot take from 100% outside the bubble, but like, go experience life. Mm-hmm. Go date people. Leave Y'all heard last town. episode. Leave your Go experience town. life. Um, you don't need to do it like I did. Like I explained last episode. But like, leave your hometown. If you want to go back after you leave, okay. But leave your hometown. Go experience life. Travel the world. Or don't. I don't know. Just like, stop not doing things because you're comfortable where you're at. Yeah. Because life exists outside your comfort zone, y'all. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it really does. Mm -hmm. The best decisions I've ever made made me the most uncomfortable. Hot take. Period pie. Period pie. (laughs) All right, I only have one left. Okay, I have three. Do you want to do do all three? Revenge or forgiveness? Sometimes revenge is better. I don't think I've ever gotten revenge. I know. I'm like, I can't, like, place a time that I've, like, gotten revenge. But I'm like, I guess in my mind, I'm like, okay, sometimes I do love being petty. And I think it's like, should I decide to be mature and walk away or do I want to be petty? And I'm like, it's 50-50, really. You're a Scorpio man, though. What? You're a Scorpio man, though. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
So that makes sense. My Slytherin moon. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I think the Leo moon in me is, like, my, my, the best revenge is showing that I'm better off without you. Right. I'm, like, I do think that's one of the best revenges. Like, I'm happy. You're going to know you fucked up. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I'm a cool-ass bitch. Yeah. If you lost me, you lost me. It's one of my favorite Taylor Swift lyrics. I'm wearing on my back right now on a sweatshirt. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. Yes. Like. I'm better because... Baby, I didn't need you in my life. I wanted you in my life, and yeah. then you ruined it. Whether yeah. that's friends, relationships, whatever. Bye. When I got out of my last relationship, um, the narrative initially, because I got broken up with, was like, Ugh, I lost her, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually, I talked to my therapist a lot, and she switched that narrative, and she was like, she lost you. And I was like, 100%. you're fucking right. 100%. You're absolutely right. So, yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't think I've ever gotten revenge. But to me, revenge is like, I'm doing better without you. And that's your fucking Honestly. loss. Because I'm like, for example, like, if I was cheated on, I'm not cheating back. That's fucking. Break up. Break up. Leave. Go be happy. That's Goodbye. the better revenge. If you want to, quote, unquote, get revenge. And I'm like. Maybe when I was younger, but I'm like, revenge tends to be immature. If you're t- talking about, like, he cheated, so I cheat, mm-hmm. I cheated. That's immature. Yeah. Just break up. Just break up. It's fine. Or, like, I agree, like, the best revenge is just, like, moving on, living your life. Go be happy. You can be happy without that person, whether relationship, friendship, a job, you know, whatever. Move yeah. on. They fired you? Okay, they lost you. Unless you were a terrible employee. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. But like they lost you. You know, move on. Move on. Okay. You wanna do your last one or do you want me to do one of mine? Do one of yours and I'll do mine. Okay. I these last two are hot. Okay. If you're not willing to be an organ donor in death, you shouldn't be able to receive donated organs alive. Yes. Period. I agree. Yeah. Why are you taking that shit with you? You don't need it. If there's an organ in you that you can donate in death and you're not willing to do it, fuck you. Because why? You're you're probably also a Trumpy and pro-life and racist. (laughs) I mean, honestly. Say that. Why do you need your organs? Despite all that shit I just said. Mm -hmm. Wipe it off the slate. Why do you need your organs in death? Why are you not donating them when you die? I, it has genuinely confused me why anyone would be would right. be against that. I don't need them. They literally are going to fucking decay in a box. I'm not going to be buried in a coffin, but they're going to just decay inside of You don't want to be buried in a coffin? No. Did we talk about this as an episode one? No, I don't think so, but we can talk about this. But I'm like, honestly, I agree. If you are not willing to donate your organs when you die, then you don't need, need them when you're alive. The way you're willing to accept something but not give for it yourself... Mm-hmm. That's like, I'll take a blood donation, but I won't donate blood. I genuinely, it was one of those things I like got my, I don't even know, permit or license, but they asked and I was just like, yeah, obviously. Like, I didn't even think twice because why would I? What the fuck? What do I need with a fucking blood? I was like, absolutely 100%. Do not fuck it up. It's a yes. As long as you don't fuck my outside up because they got to prop me up and look good. Yeah. Period. Put me in a cute outfit. Make sure, make sure my shit's laid. My edges are laid. 
Okay, the new trend on TikTok where it's like people come up to your casket. It's like your hairstylist, your best friend. Yeah. Those are so funny. I love those. Bitch, you won't believe who's here. <laughs> I love those. Or like the hairdresser's like, oh my gosh, she does not part to the side. Or like, it's not this side. You, you guys are idiots. Let me Bitch, help you. This shit is ghetto. <laughs> this shit is ghetto. Your family members here. are arguing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I agree. Fucking hilarious. Like, no, that's... Why are you being so selfish? I don't think that's a hot take For at all. what? You're never going to inhabit that body again, baby. Mm-hmm. It's going to become dirt. That's it. Yep. But to the buried part, I think I want to be composted or like something like that. Yeah, that makes sense for you. Where they like, they'll still be able to like see my body and have a ceremony and that would be composted. Mm. And then I'm like, you're, I think your family could then decide. I haven't researched it. Um, but like you would basically, if they put you in a box, you're composted. Um, and then your family could decide what to do with that compost. So they could then, like, plant flowers with the dirt that, you know, your body is a part of. Yeah. Um, like, shit like that. Or you could be, like, buried in the ground with seeds of, like, a tree. And, like, that's another new thing. And now, instead of having cemeteries, we have forests. So, like, as your body decays, it fertilizes the seeds and then trees grow. So I will do either of those. I think that's beautiful and mine seems a lot more vain because I think I want to be cremated so that I can kind of lead my family on the scavenger hunt of where I want my ashes to be spread. My mom and dad want to be cremated and they want, they have their ashes. Like they want to have their ashes, ashes spread in certain ways. I think that's, I'm like, I don't think that's vain. I, I just think it would be fucking fun as like a family, you yeah. know, say I have. I'm like, you should either be cremated, composted, something. There's no point of being buried in a casket and dug in the ground and there's no point of being bar- put in a casket and slid into a fucking wall. No fucking point. It's creepy but as it hell. it would be kind of fun um, you get my bones out later and, and put turn me into one of them high school skeletons. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I would also, hot take, I know it's highly important but I could not donate my body to science because I have worked with cadavers and I just couldn't be that body. You've worked with cadavers? Mm-hmm. At ONU I took a AMP um, anatomy and physiology class in our lab was there were two dead bodies in our lab <gasps> which it was very cool and it was nice because one it smelled I mean they reek of formaldehyde like oh I hate and they're just like open like we're obviously constantly like looking around cutting digging the cool thing is we always kept their faces covered for privacy of the bodies mm-hmm. um, which I thought was very respectful like hey we're gonna respect the body so even if we have to peel back and like look at the brain we're going to keep their face covered out of privacy for the dead but although it was really cool and i learned so much and it was cool because you got to see it in the human body whereas in books everything's like color-coded and obviously it's not like that in the body yeah i just couldn't be that so i know it's necessary but i could never do that wow. I, I don't think i could work with the if i'm honest um, it was hard. At first I was like, holy shit, I, like, I'm in a room with dead bodies. But then I definitely, like, compartmentalized. I, like, desensitized it. And I was yeah. like, our, our lab professor was really cool. And he was, like, really chill. And he was like, it's okay. He was like, you know, the first few times you come up here, if you don't want to touch it, ask me. And I'll move things around and kind of explain it for you. Like, he was really good about, like, respecting boundaries, which yeah. was nice. Like. Like, and with it, like, I never had to get in things. Like, I wasn't learning how to be a doctor and operate. So it was just like, he'd stick a pin in something. I'd be like, oh, that's the iliac or that's this or whatever we had to learn. At the yeah. Time. He'd like stick a little pin and we'd have to like, 
our tests were like going around and be like, what's this pin stuck in? Like what muscle is that? And I had to like write it down. So I didn't have to like actually, you know, put my hands in them really, which is nice. Yeah. All right. I only got one more. Are you going to do mine? Yeah. This one's pretty hot take. Also a generalization again. Okay. White gay men are almost as bad as white straight men. I think I agree. And here's what I'm saying. In terms of comfort around women and also the way in which gay men love to be oppressed and are not actually that oppressed. Mm-mm. There's a a few weeks ago, me, you, and Jordan all went to a gay club. Yes. It's predominantly like gay male club. Yes. Um but women will go, you know, a few women will mm-hmm. go. Obviously, I'm a queer woman. I was there. But it's, pre- like, I would say 90% gay men. That's where the gay men go. Yeah. Um, so we go to the bathroom. We go to the women's bathroom. Obviously, the line for the men's is longer, which never happens. Right. But because it's the majority of the people there are men, their line was longer. Right. So we go to the women's bathroom. We use the bathroom. We wash our hands, whatever. We're about to leave. We open the door. And, like, two or three... Three of them. Yeah. Pretty tall, pretty large Mm -hmm. gay men just, like, storm into the bathroom with uh, such an extreme level of entitlement. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure there were women in line that they cut. Yeah. And they were like, we're using this bathroom. And we're like, "Mm, no, you're not. (laughs) Like, and also, we weren't the only women in there. There were, like, two stalls. Because one girl was like, I'm in line. Like, I'm in here waiting. Yeah. I haven't gone yet. And they basically just, like, laughed in our faces. Like, oh, we own this bar. We're here all the time. Like, we we use this bathroom all the they're time. Like, just because it says women and men, like, these are unisex bathrooms. We're like, that's not what we're fucking saying here. Like, kind of. But, like. Yeah. First of all, go wait in line. Because and he I, really was like. If after, I wanted to use a men's restroom, I'd wait in line. Yeah. At, like, as we're leaving, he literally was like, Pfft. My vagina is bigger than yours, baby. And I'm like, first of fucking all, I know you're a gay man now because yeah, no one wants a large fucking vagina. No. <laughs> it's the opposite of what we want. Stupid. Also, it just like put me off so bad. I literally was like, we should just leave because the fact that you came into a space that is a, a safe space for women in a male documented mm-hmm. doc. Dominated. Dominated, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Male-dominated space. Like, why yes, do you it's think a gay women bar, but we're not to assume that every gay man, or every man there is gay or right. queer. We have no idea. We You could have been three straight men that just stormed the bar, stormed, stormed the there. bathroom, and we have no fucking idea. It's not like you're wearing a shirt that says, I'm gay. Don't. It's, it's fine. You're safe here. Don't just come into a fucking woman occupied space and assume that you are entitled to this because it's a gay dominated space it's not it's not i know plenty of straight men that go there all the time i just was with uh three straight men last weekend and we went there yeah um i take my straight gay straight gay i take my straight male friends there all the time i was talking to a guy obviously straight we went on a couple dates and he took his friend there because his friend was gay and he wanted to experience it but he was straight right it's like this is like this goes to like the topic of like all men. Like it is all men. It we is have all to men. assume it's all men. Like you can't get fucking irritated at us about you fucking charging at us right. and us getting offended and questioning you. 
We should be questioning you. And it's like, I mean, we could go back to the debate of, like, should there just be unisex bathrooms? Okay, I don't know. Maybe. But, like, also, I would probably still in that space, because it's a still a male-dominated space, want to have a female or female presenting yes bathroom yes because trans women are not the problem no <laughs> okay trans women are not the problem it's not penis owners that are the problem it is men who pre- like present as males yes that are so egregious and aggressive in that way and think that they are entitled to every space and i think like gay men want to come off as they are so oppressed because they are in the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community and yet they're contrib- contributing to the patriarchy. Yeah. Because so I'm like, and honestly, like this also probably is a hot take, but it just like goes off of this topic. In my opinion, and I am, again, a white woman, so I'm only speaking off of opinion, like take this with a grain of salt because I am not the most like, oppressed. But to me... The most oppressed people in every group of oppression are women. So, mm-hmm. you think about white people. White people are not oppressed. But the only people that could say they're oppressed are women. Yeah. Women are oppressed. Black women, I would say, are one of the most people, the most oppressed groups. The most. The most oppressed group. Yeah. Because black men even shit on black women. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, POC women. You know, indigenous women. Yeah. Gay, lesbian, bi, LGBTQ women right i don't say it i think women of the groups are the most oppressed yeah because they're not only poc lgbtq indigenous whatever but they're also women and so don't they're even now get too me started. oppressed like double oppressed don't even get me started on the amount of appropriation that comes from the white gay community yeah they get everything everything about because their culture has been borrowed from black, black people, black women, people of color. Like nothing that they have is their own. Right. And I and I've that seen... feels egregious and like a super hot take, but like genuinely think about any like gay trend, any gay response, even the idea of like gay men acting more flamboyant, you're perpetuating femininity. Right. Which not perpetuating anyone can act feminine. But I feel I'm like not a saying lot of... that, but like anything about the gay culture, gay community has been borrowed from another group. Yeah. And a group that is more marginalized than a gay man. Yeah. Especially like and again, I'm a white woman, so I like my opinion is a literal grain of salt. Because, you know, like I said, like I am only oppressed once, like as a woman. Yeah. There are, you know, Black women, LGBTQ women, all these people. But I, I'm i like, seeing like a white gay man, when he starts, when they start presenting female, it's like, they don't take it just from white women, they take it from black women. Mm-hmm. And they want to act like a black woman. Mm-hmm. That reads so wrong on so many levels. It, yeah. Because I, I don't know, I'm just like, you can be feminine. You can start presenting femme without stealing from other cultures, races, whatever. Like, why does it have to be, like, if you want to wear a wig as a gay man, why does it have to be a wig with locks? Right. Or 
why do you have to get the long nails and you know all the things like why I mean I have long nails and I talk with my hands but why do you immediately code switch into AAVE right why that's a huge one why are you automatically switching to AAVE mm-hmm. and why are you and automatically most of the time using it incorrectly if you I'm just a, if I'm want to talk like you want to seem ghetto and scary yeah because now you're a gay man who's presenting femme right why do you have to be aggressive and scary and speaking in AAV? Because I'm like, you just assume that every black woman is aggressive and scary and speaks in AAV. Mm-hmm. AAV. <laughs> um, like, that's another whole thing to look into. Why are you only seeing black women that way? Right. It's a whole thing to read into. But I'm with you, girl. And not to mention, going back to those men in the bathroom... Like, why is your first instinct to put me down as a woman and being like, oh, I'm more woman than yeah, you Yeah, my are. pussy's bigger than you, so I can use this bathroom. You are not. <laughs> I, you're literally not. Also, being a vagina owner is not the only thing that makes you a woman. Right. So, your whole concept of gender and sex are very fucking flawed in And let's regard. talk about that, because, like, you're a part of the LGBTQ community. Literally. And like, you should understand that, like, there are more facets. That's to why being I feel women. like a lot of times gay men set the queer community back. They do. I think they do a lot of times. And again, this is a this is like a collective general generalization. Like, I have a lot of gay men that I love, but like it's it's the same way. Like black people have to assume it's all white people. Yeah. Women have to assume it's all men. That just is how it has to be for protection. Yep. Of themselves and their spaces. So like, if you're offended by the generalization. Maybe you're contributing to it. I would just... Here's what I would say. If you're offended, I would just do a little introspection and yeah. see how you've perpetuated any yeah. of these norms. How you... Have you ever been in a male-dominated space as a male and made mm-hmm. a female feel uncomfortable? Because, like, I can say this as a white woman only because I consistently... Like, I know I have. So, you know, I, I have work to do. Not, mm-hmm. obviously, as a gay man, but, like... You know, like we all have our, we all have work to do where yeah. we can make everyone of all all kinds feel safer and feel better. Yep. So like, that's I'm speaking from experience and from things that I've learned from. Right. Period. I have a back to a parents one. Okay. Parents have no right to use the "I clothed you, fed you, put a roof over your head" argument. Period. I agree. Hmm. You decide to have fucking kids. You signed up to clothe me, feed me, put a roof over my head. Yeah. I owe you nothing. It, it makes me wonder you. when they say that, what was your concept of parenting then? Right. Then why did you even have me? What, what other... This isn't transactional, baby. What duties did you expect that were outside of that, that that's why you became a parent? Like, this isn't transactional. I didn't ask to be here. This isn't no. a, I did this, so you have to do this. No, I don't. You could ask me to do that, and as her child, I could respect our relationship and help you out. But it's not a, I did this, so you have to do that. You decided to have kids. You decided to bring me into this world. That ain't my fault, baby. You had choices. Exactly. And you decided to be a parent. And some people shouldn't. That was a hot take I saw yeah. today. It was like seventy percent of people on earth, or like in some the United States or something, kids. should not be allowed to have, be parents. And I completely Mm-mm. agree. I wish that there were a way to regulate some kind of test you had to pass or something, because in the amount of people bringing life into this world that are 
fucking it up is egregious. I think... Okay, I'm not saying we should, like, start requiring things to be parents and, like, you know, censoring everything, but I'm like, maybe you should go to therapy before you become a parent. Something. There's so many hot Pass a psychological parents, evaluation, like, something. Literally. Like, it's so disgusting to me that people are, like... Like, my life, like, I am fulfilled, like... I will only be fulfilled by being a mom. I will only be fulfilled by being a dad. Ew, why? Why is that your only life goal? Yeah. Because that's weird. Because the, now we're getting to, like, I feel like people who are that way become, like, the mom and the sons who are, like, mother enmeshments, entanglements, like, mother-son enmeshment. Yeah. That's a whole other subject. I and have it's so like, many what part of yourself on. are you projecting that you want to control another yes. human so badly? Like, women... From, just from, like, what I've seen, but, like, women are, like, I am only fulfilled by being a mom. Like, that is my number one, like, fulfillment. That is what I am. I'm a mom. That's my whole identity. Are the same moms who raise their sons to be the perfect boyfriend, perfect partner, and then all are the worst fucking mother-in-laws. Yeah. Because they don't want to lose their son because they raise him to be their partner. And their idea of a perfect partner is not even good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Literally. That's a hot day. You're raising fucking mommy's boys who fucking suck. Like I said, I have so many hot takes on the whole parent-children thing, but I feel like those are all pretty good. Yeah. We went a little long, but I think it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was really interesting. I like that we didn't really know what each other wrote down. Yeah. Um, kind of all over the place, too. Also, yeah, all over the place. I mean, we were talking about, like, cheetah girls and then, like, mother-son enmeshment. Enmeshment. I've never oh, heard that it. word. You have it? No. I've heard it on like a few other podcasts. Like we're and like we talk about that a lot. And like I've seen it. I've read like Reddit stories and like stuff like that. Yeah. But I love that. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, those are all the hot takes. We might do like a part two in season two, maybe. Yeah. Um, that was fun. That was really fun. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed it. Hopefully, you know you're either with us or you ain't with us. Yeah. So. Let us know which ones you agree with, disagree with, your yeah. favorite ones. Maybe send us some hot takes of your own. Ooh, yeah. So, well, it's a comment, a DM, whatever. Because if we do a part two, we can include your hot takes as well. Yeah. Um, like, you know, listener writing hot takes and whether we agree or we disagree, that might be a good way to do a part two. So. Yeah. But thank you all for joining. And hopefully you stayed since it's a longer episode. And uh, we'll see you in episode nine. Yeah, love y'all. See you. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.